If you've seen the movie Long Way Round, you're going to immediately recognize this long way up. And you'll know what it means. Charlie Borman and Ewan McGregor and their crew on another adventure. This one is, of course, on motorcycles, but these bikes are more current, you could say. That pun was intended. They rode from Ushuaia, Argentina, all the way to Los Angeles and didn't have to buy a single liter of gasoline. Well, at least for the bikes. Yeah, that's not really accurate, but this is close. Anyway, today I'm sitting down with Charlie to chat about the new adventure. Long way up. I'm Jim Martin. This is Adventure Rider Radio. Stay with us. We got a good one for you. I'm Sam Before we get started, I want to thank these fine companies that helped get this episode out today. It's wind pressure that powers the MotoBreeze chain oiler. No electrical or vacuum connections. It delivers the oil to a felt pad on your swing arm. No nozzles near your sprockets. One ounce of oil gets 1,000 miles or 1,600 kilometers. Get more miles from your chain and sprockets. MotoBreeze.com. And Green Chili Adventure Gear offers American-made heavy-duty luggage systems for all types of motorcycles. You can turn any dry bag into luggage using their strapping system. And, of course, Green Chili Adventure Gear is tested in extreme weather and terrain to withstand the abuse that adventure riding gives it. Tough, reliable gear. GreenChiliADV.com Best Rest Product is the maker of the Cycle Pump, the best tire inflator for motorcyclists. It'll inflate your flat tire in less than three minutes. Made in the USA. Comes with a lifetime warranty. They also distribute Google Tech filters. CyclePump.com It was 16 years ago that the movie Long Way Round was made and aired. 16 years ago. Now, in case you haven't seen it or haven't heard of it, Charlie Borman and his friend Ewan McGregor rode two BMW R1150 GSs. Sorry, three bikes, including their cameraman, Claudio Van Plant. The three of them rode around the world from London, England to New York City. Now, it was an epic journey by most people's standards, which saw them doing some serious off-roading with these large BMWs. And in the end, they had covered around, uh, I think, 30,000 kilometers or just under 19,000 miles. The trip was a huge success in many ways because what they did was they filmed the entire thing and they had a film crew that would meet them at the borders and sort of travel along in, in parallel, sort of on, on a separate journey there at the same time. Now, it was a success in many ways, as I said, both personally for Charlie and Ewan, and eventually the film series as well as it gained traction and has become a classic, I think, for most motorcyclists. Long Way Round is a film that has inspired many, many riders to travel the world by motorcycle, and many more were introduced to the versatility of motorcycles and the rewards of travel by motorcycle through Long Way Round. And as people often do when they have such an amazing experience, Ewan and Charlie, they planned another adventure. It was 2007 when they did a, another trip called Long Way Down, which took them from John O'Groats in the UK to Cape Town in South Africa. And although there was talk then at doing another, the idea kind of cooled off for them as life took over, each drifting apart, doing their own things, sort of consumed by their own ambitions. Ewan moving to the U.S. to expand his acting career and Charlie heading out on a multitude of adventures for TV. 
like Race to Dakar, where Charlie ran the Dakar with Simon Pavey, and then By Any Means, where Charlie traveled from Ireland to Australia, Right to the Edge, that was Sydney to Tokyo, By Any Means, then Charlie Borman's Extreme Frontiers, where he was exploring Canada, Charlie Borman USA Adventure, exploring the U.S., and as well, Charlie had been out guiding motorcycle adventures and a host of other things that he was doing. But then, in 2016, Charlie had a horrific crash when a car pulled out in front of him when he was at a vehicle or a motorcycle launch. He broke both his legs, and he was in pretty tough shape when Ewan got the word about his crash. Ewan reaches out to him, and that close friendship that had sort of drifted away or sort of softened a little bit, that pulled back tight together. And that is where they started this new one, Long Way Up. Now, Long Way Up was planned sort of quietly at first in the same headquarters they used for the other adventures. They wanted to do something different with this one. So the idea of an all-electric adventure sort of bubbled to the top of the list of things that they were proposing or, or looking at. Before long, they're working with Harley-Davidson and a company called Rivian, which is an electric car startup company. Quite a, a big deal from what I see to put this team together to build electric vehicles. And Rivian even installed a bunch of chargers for them on their route through South America. I mean, you can imagine the logistics of just doing that. The whole thing is kind of crazy if you think about it, because these electric vehicles, that they're the, the motorcycles that they're riding from Harley-Davidson and the Rivian trucks that they're driving, they were on paper before they left on this trip. So literally just days before they left, they had completed vehicles. They're riding prototypes. So this new series that is just beginning to be aired on Apple TV, Long Way Up, is Charlie Borman, Ewan McGregor, and the same crew that they've done the other trips with, starting roughly in Ushuaia, Argentina, and riding two electric Harley-Davidsons up through South America, Central America, and Mexico, all the way to Los Angeles. And their, the rest of their crew are also in electric vehicles. I think there's one gas-powered sprinter, va- sprinter van, but it's it's like a an electric prototype adventure. Here's Charlie Borman. Charlie, welcome back to Adventure Rider Radio. Well, it is a pleasure to be here, I have to say. Last time we talked, you alluded to, but you wouldn't give anything, no matter how much I pushed, (laughs) about this secret project, which is now completely unraveled and out of the bag, so to speak. (laughs) What's it all about? Well, Long Way Up is 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 um, is a sort of a a third uh, installment of 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 um, of three that we were sort of always talking about. So, the first one was Long Way Round, went from London to New York, through Eastern Europe and Kazakhstan and Mongolia, Siberia, Far East Russia. Alaska, Canada, and America, um, and then finally New York, and then then we went from the top of Scotland to um, Cape Town, was bottom of South Africa, and um, uh, and went through Ethiopia and Kenya, Uganda, Rwanda, Tanzania, Malawi, and all these beautiful places, and and um, and then you, you know you and I, I think I think when you do long journeys, long adventure journeys, and I'm sure your your audience and other people, if if you're doing a bicycle ride or a motorcycle ride, a car, bus, train, you know, two days, five days, six months, a year, whatever the the time is that you have for your adventure, you know, they all they all have sort of a a lifespan, and 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 as you get towards the end of your journey, you start looking forward to being home. You start looking forward to 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 being in one place for 
for a while, which is always very nice. Um, uh, uh, but then in order for that to make it easier to be able to finish the one that you are, you, you talk about doing another one. And I think that's what you and I always did when we did Long Way Round. We spoke about doing Long Way Down. And then when we did Long Way Down, we spoke about, you know, the possibility of doing Long Way Up. But, you know, and for some reason, suddenly 13 years went by and, and, and we were sort of, you know, both you and I, Ewan went off to the States. I stayed, I was over here. Ewan was busy working, um, making movies. I was over here making TV shows. Um, and, and if Ewan came over here to work, I was usually away and we just kept sort of missing each other. And, um, and then time just suddenly passes by. And I think, um, in 2016, I think we spoke about this before, but I, I had a, I had a huge motorcycle crash and really smashed my legs to pieces. And, and it took a, it took me two years to sort of start walking again properly. And, and I think you, I remember you and finding out and he rang, um, he rang my phone to see how I was. And some guy he didn't know answered the phone and said, hello, Charlie's phone. And you said, Oh, where's Charlie? And the guy said, look, I'm, I'm really sorry, Ewan, but, you know, Charlie is in theatre. He's had a pretty bad accident. And, and um, you know, it's touch and go whether or not his left leg will be saved or not. And, um, and so Ewan thought, Christ, you know, and then he thought, and then I got better. And then he thought, this is ridiculous that, that you know, we, we haven't seen each other. And then he was over here making a movie. And, um, and, he, and, and I was, of course, I wasn't going anywhere. And, and he came over to stay for a long weekend and ended up staying for a month. Um, and we just sort of reconnected. And you know what it's like with best friends. You you just kick off from where you left off and, and yeah. you just you just carry on uh, as if nothing had happened. And, and we said that and we reminisced and, and we spoke about, you know, maybe doing another one. And then we decided that we were going to do another one. Um, and then we got you, Russ and, and Dave, Russ Malkin and Dave, David Agazanian, our, our business partners and, and the guys who, who – you know, help us make the TV show came together and, and we, we had a barbecue at my house and, 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 uh, and we started talking about wanting to do it. And, and then we said, you know, how are we going to mix it up? Are we going to make it different? And then it was Russ and it was all his fault said, Oh, you know, what about electric? No one's really done it before. And, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm sure for good reason now that I know, but, 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 uh, but, and that's kind of how it went. And we thought, Oh yeah, that's not a bad idea actually. And, and, and kind of off we went and, and, um, and it was born. And then suddenly, I don't know, have like a year later, we, we ended up down at the bottom of Argentina with, with two Harley Davidsons that were prototypes because they, they very kindly converted the live wire into a, into two adventure bikes. And, and then, then we had these two Rivian pickup trucks that we were going to use as well, which were electric. And no one had really, they hadn't really built any of those either. So, so we were stuck in, in the worst winter in 30 years of driving snow and blizzards, um, you know, trying to, trying to get our heads around electric. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of how it started. It's bizarre to see you guys start off in, in snow, but, but, that, but hey, let, let's just talk about the, the idea of the trip. So you said it was to do something different, the electric part of it. What did you think when, when they started? Cause it, I mean, you're, you're the real biker in the group. Um, you're the guy with the biking experience, you know, you've done, you've, you've guided trips, you've done tons of trips yourself. So you sort of have a real handle on what this is all about. When they say electric, what yeah. did you think of that? Well, you know, I mean, electric, I've always been a little bit interested in, in, in that and, and, and looking at these cars and, you know, I've 
I remember being in, in California and sitting in a Tesla, which was an Uber. And, and, uh, I couldn't believe it. And, and, and he kind of put the foot down and he just, you know, I was sucked into the back of the seat and, and, and it, it, I was just very impressed. And, 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 and I think, you know, when you look at the beginning of the TV show, um, which is on Apple TV, you, you know, there's lots of different opinions about it and there's lots of, um, lots of people who don't really understand it and, and lots of opinions and, and, and a little bit like when, when you had the horse and cart and, or the horse and the, and the car came along, you know, everyone thought that, that the car was a terrible idea and that it would never catch on, you know, horses were the best. And, and, you know, if you had a car, you'd have to go to a chemist to get your petrol, mm-hmm. you know, or, or your, or your, or your fuel, you know, and, 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 it, and if you left your house to go somewhere, you think, well, am I going to get there? How much fuel will I use? Will there be fuel when I get there? How will I get home? You know, there was lots of, of, of all of that going on, you know? And I think it's a little bit, we're, we're a little bit there now with, with it all. And I think there's, there's a lot more out there than we think. Um, um, it seems to be going that way. Look, I'm, I'm, I don't think you and I are, are sitting there advocating that electric is the one. You know, I've still got my petrol bikes and I, I still mix it up and I love riding the live wire as much as I love riding my other bikes. Um, but it is a different thing and it is on its way, I suppose. And I think, you know, if you're commuting in and out of town every day to work, you're, you're, you're not doing huge miles, you know, an electric vehicle, bike or car makes a lot of sense. You know, I mean that the live wire you can you can well you'll get a you know urban and 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 commuting kind of thing you'll get a, you know hundred to hundred and thirty miles out of the bike you know and it costs a couple of dollars to fill it every evening so it's not a bad idea and it's, it's just a lot of fun I mean my God is it quick holy holy cow it's it does zero to six in three seconds that 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 forty to eighty miles an hour when you're overtaking someone is just incredible mm. fun you know so, right. so they're here they're here to stay and you know like anything new it, it just takes time but as far as choosing it for this trip you chose them because you're trying to find something different what was it to add challenge to it is, is it to make this trip like <laughs> like is that the whole idea is there and i realize there has to be a story around it because you're doing it for film but is that what was driving it i think um i think it was it it to us, it, when we were talking about it, and and you know, the more the more we spoke about it, it wasn't something that we came up with. You know, just suddenly there it was. We're going to do it like that. You know, there's a lot of talk about it. Was it possible? Is it possible? How would we charge? You know, all those kind of things. And the more we spoke about it, the more it it, it made sense, really. And thinking, well, actually, you know what? This is not a bad idea. And and the more we got sort of stuck into it, the more we realised that it was actually possible, and that this would be. A, a different challenge. It'd be a different, a different, a different way of doing it. It, 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 you know, you could sort of see the idea that you'd be riding along and rather than going to petrol stations and stuff like that, you would go during the day to get a top up, you'd go to businesses or a restaurant or, or someone's home and say, look, can we plug in? And, and not only are you plugging in your bike, but you're plugging into them and, and you're getting such a different experience and, and you're meeting a completely people in a completely different way. And, and and it's very funny when you when you're sitting there and you you pull up beside some shop or someone say look do you mind if we plug in and you look at it and think oh that that might be a nice good supply of electricity there and um uh and you say would you mind if we're you know we're heading up the road on these electric bikes would you mind if we plugged in and and I, it was amazing how generous people were 
and 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 I, I don't think there was ever one time when someone said no, you can't. You know, they were all going, yeah, of course, plug in and wow, what are you guys doing? And what kind of bikes are they? And we'd say, oh, they're Harley Davidsons, and they'd, they'd go, what Harley Davidsons? <laughs> you know, they were completely thrown by that. You know, and so it was great, and so it was a, it was a great way of breaking the ice. You know, and 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 you would sit down and. It, and then more often than not, you'd be asked to sit and have lunch with them or, or they'd feed you or they'd, you know, uh, they'd tell you about what they were up to. So it was, it was lovely. It was a really nice way of, of, of sort of plugging in. So I think it was all a bit of everything really. And, and the challenge that, that there was a challenge that had never really been done before. And that was good. And then as it got later on into the, into the planning of it, everything, we then realized that there's a lot of energy companies out there who are very keen to start putting in infrastructure for electric cars. And we, and we, we came up with this, with these, with these guys who said, look, we'll put in some, some charging points. I mean, they, they put in charging points that the Rivians could use, but they were, they were useless for the Harley Davidson. So it didn't oh, work for us, <laughs> wow. but it worked for them. But, you know, but what's great about it because of what we did and because of, these energy companies are what they're super keen to get it out there. They there's a there's a corridor there that, that anybody can use. You mean with the rechargers already installed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're all installed. They're all sitting there. So is so, it not a standard so, plug? The Rivian and and the Harley Davidson? No, the all the all the manufacturers have different things. So there's there's uh, two of this sort of three different types of charging. The the Teslas, I suppose, are are the similar to to the Harleys, which is phase three. Uh, which allows to put juice in. So if you get a fast charger, you can fill up in about 35, 40 minutes um, uh, from, from 10, you know, 80%. Um, but then the Tesla does, is not compatible with, with the others. And so there's, there's a few different ones. It just depends if you've got the Nissan Leaf or the, or the, uh, the Rivian or, or whatever. I think all of them are going to go to what Harley has and technically what, Tesla have is that phase three and that seems to be the fastest but you know what's really interesting about this whole thing is that if, if you're looking at, at what we did is 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 you know you know we just about did it going through South America and plugging into people's houses um and you look at the technology there and then <clears throat> when you look back at this and when we have a conversation let's say in five years time let's have a chat in five years and and we can look at where we where we've gone you know and and for sure There'll be loads more um, infrastructure. There's already a ton of infrastructure there already, especially in the states. I mean, you plug, you know, you download one of those apps, and and they're everywhere. These charges. Yeah. Uh, but in five years' time, you know that charging time would have gone down. Battery life would be much longer. You know, it, it'll be it'll be very different in five years' time. The trip is. Um you and you and both riding electric motorcycles from Harley Davidson, as you said. I think two Rivian vehicles, which were, like you said, they were they were built for you guys. As a matter of fact, I think it was number one and number two, wasn't it? Yeah, but the first two they they'd ever built. I mean, they're they're just about to start building, you know, two hundred fifty thousand uh, Amazon electric uh, van, um, you know, pickup trucks or vans or. Oh, um, wow. transport vans and then uh and they're doing the base for, for the f-150 for the ford i mean they're re- doing some big stuff but they they're doing all of that having not really built a car <laughs> <laughs> and so this is number one and number two so so you know they were you, you know we were sitting there in the freezing cold with batteries and not, don't particularly like you know mm-hmm. extreme cold and it was extremely cold so you get less um 
first distance, you know, and the first few days was, was hard work because we weren't getting the distances that we thought we were because of, of the extreme cold. And then we were sitting there thinking, my God, you know, we'd have to bring the bikes inside because it was too cold for them to hold the charge. I mean, it was just extraordinary. We were just sitting there at the beginning, scratching your head, thinking, how are we going to make this work? Well, I mean, you can even imagine just taking a prototype gas-powered motorcycle. That's something that maybe is completely different and, and riding that distance. I mean, most people would say, well, that's stupid, you know, but you wouldn't do that. You got to go through the testing phase. And here you guys are with four vehicles that are completely unproven, not only unproven, untested. I mean, these guys built them literally yeah. up to the last minute, including the Harleys before you left. Yeah, for sure. But, for sure. How do you feel were... about that? Uh, <laughs> it was... Um... Yeah, no, I mean, one, it was, it was, it was just wonderful. In, in many ways, it was fantastic because, you know, Russ and Dave, they were having their own journey. You know, we would hook up with them every so often. Um, you know, you and Claudio and myself were, were, were having this journey on our, on our motorbikes and, 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 you know, experiencing this new way of, of doing it. And in some ways, when, when, when someone buys a, a Livewire now or, or whatever bikes that Harley will make in the future, you know, you and I, in some way, were part of that development, and it was—it's lovely to be part of technology and part of 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 something that is coming. You know, and and because of the stuff that we did, they changed things around and 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 have made have made the bike better and more. You know, you know, because with modern technology, until you do, I mean, they were super keen to get involved because, you know, the chance, you, you know, you just don't get that chance to to do a hundred days to do thirteen thousand miles. In, 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 I mean, some of the places we were, we were plugging in was just hilarious. I mean, you would, you know, I mean, never forget this one place we went to this, this town that was, you know, just in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, there really was not much going on. And we found this, this, this kind of youth hostel, this kind of one of the more, more not so good places that we slept. And, 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 um, and I was trying to plug in into one, part of the house and Ewan was trying to plug into the other part of the house because if you've all plugged into the same uh into the same um uh oh, i can't even remember what you call it that outlet you know sometimes you would overload the system and um and so I, I opened this this little cupboard in the carport and opened up this little door and there was this this plug just hanging off the wall with all these wires just just hanging there and I could sort of just manage to slip mine in and, and it started charging. It was like, okay. And you kind of almost sneak away from it in case it sees you leaving and decides to turn off, you know? And, and then Ewan was having trouble putting his and he kept turning all the, you know, cutting that, that, those, that, that fuse off on that side of the house. And then he, th I, we, then we thought, well, we'll just plug it into my, our plug and see what it was. And we managed to get a charge for both of us on this super dodgy, plug that you wouldn't even plug your own radio into you know and um uh, so it was it was hilarious i mean some of the places we plugged into were just ridiculous gonna take just a short break stay with us i'm sure you've probably heard that saying give me a lever long enough and a fulcrum on which to place it and i shall move the world well, leverage is just what a larger foot peg does for you, and it does move your world. It gives you that added leverage, the kind of leverage that you need to properly maneuver your adventure bike, or any bike for that matter. But it's not just about leverage. 
It's about design and quality because you need the design in there and then you need the durability, especially when it comes to a foot peg. And this is what you get when you take 44 years of experience and put it into to designing a full line of foot pegs for adventure riders. That's what IMS Products has done. They have a full line right from the, the large ADV1 and 2 pegs um, right on down to their smaller ones, all designed specifically for our style of riding all warranted for life, all crafted out of 17.4 stainless steel, all made in the USA. IMSproducts.com is their website. And please throw in there that you heard them on Adventure Rider Radio, IMSproducts.com. This cruise control I've got, sorry, throttle lock, has become a, a quite a good friend for me over these past weeks. And I'm not doing any freeway or highway, just a lot of two-lane stuff. But yet the more I get used to it, it's called the Atlas Throttle Lock, the more uses I find for it or the, or the more I find that I actually use it. The Atlas Throttle Lock holds your throttle so that you can relax your hand while you ride. Um, that's what it's doing. It's locking your throttle in position. But it's not quite locked. Um, it, it's still movable from there. So when I get to a, a long stretch of road, actually it doesn't even have to be a long stretch of road because it's so easy to engage and disengage. Um, I just lift my thumb over it and press the engage button. Now, I love the firm engage this unit has because once it's engaged, it just holds the throttle in the position. If I need to adjust it, I just adjust it forward or back, you know, up or down, and it holds whatever position I leave it in. And it does what it's supposed to do. It holds your throttle in that position. If I hit a hill and the bike starts to slow down a little bit, I just give a little twist and off it goes up the hill. At the top of the hill, I can let it off. At no point do I need to disengage it. But when I do disengage it, I just put my thumb over the other button and press disengage and it clicks off. I mean, this thing is really a piece of engineering art in my mind. It's so slim, it all but disappears into your handlebar, yet it functions so precisely that it feels... OEM, you know, like it came on the bike, it was manufactured. Actually, it feels almost better than OEM. Have a look at it. AtlasThrottleLock.com is what it's called. Don't forget to mention that you heard it here on Adventure Rider Radio. AtlasThrottleLock.com. See and be seen with Cyclops Adventure Sports Lighting. It's a family-owned business of motorcycle riders that design and manufacture all kinds of lighting for motorcycles and ATVs and bicycles and a whole bunch more, actually. They have stunning auxiliary lights for any bike that can be mounted on a thing. They've got CAN bus uh, applicable systems for BMWs and other makes, LED headlight replacements, all beautifully made, and most importantly, super bright. Like their Evo safety turn signal inserts, which um, basically they turn your, your turn signals into super bright in the bright, in the, <laughs> in the front, they turn them into super bright driving LEDs and in the back, super bright brake light, both front and back turn into turn signals as well. I mean, I mean these things are bright. I've had them on my bike for a while. When I hit the brakes, I can often see in the mirror and particularly as, as it gets dark and see the reflection on the, on the road signs. I catch a glimpse of it the, the, when I touch the brakes, those LEDs snapping on and they snap on like only an LED can do. They're super bright. It's called the Evo Safety Turn Signals. Their website is cyclopsadventuresports.com and throw in there that you heard them on Adventure Rider Radio, cyclopsadventuresports.com. Some people will, will look at this adventure like they've done with the other movies and Long Way Up is incredible. It's a great film. It's a great series. But there's going to be those people out there who, uh, who may say that, well, you know, sure, and, I, and I've seen them post it before on social media. Well, if I had a crew, I could go off and, and do the exact same sure. thing. <laughs> but, 
What, what of do you course, say to that? I mean, of course, everyone could. You know, I mean, listen. Uh, there's some people out there who love to get out there and do it by themselves and 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 and, and ride. You know, ride big distances themselves, and and they, and they do it. And and and, and I, I think it's fantastic. I personally, I whenever I do a big journey with a, be it making a TV show or not, I like to go with with a friend or a couple of friends. I like that's what I, I like. That's how I like to ride. Um, and for sure, uh, you know, people are going to say whatever they want to say. I, there's, I, there's nothing much I can do really to, 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 to sort of, you know, change people's minds. If that's how they feel, that's fine. You know, um, we went out there, you ride every mile, you, 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 you do it all yourself and, and, you know, you, you hopefully, uh, you know, you can entertain someone and, 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 and that's all you can do, you know? And, um, and if the, you know, if someone wants to, thinks it's, it's, it's easy, then, you know, get out there and do it yourself, you know, because, you know, it's there and anybody can do it. It's, you know, we, we did it, but thousands of people have done it before us. And there are thousands of people waiting to, uh, to, to, for COVID to be over, to get out there and that bike and have their adventure as well, you know? The thing is with it, with um, the way you guys film, is you're not hiding it. And I think we sort of talked about this before, about, about your previous films, Long Way Round and Long Way Down. You're not hiding it. It's not like you're pretending the film crew is not there at times. It's not It's not like you're pretending there's not a support vehicle that is available at times. You show all that in there. Yeah, for sure. But it's still sure. part of the and, adventure. Yeah, it's part of the adventure. They're having their adventure. We're having ours. You know, you know, we, we hook up for the, for the UNICEF uh, projects because we need an extra cameraman because we're, we're filming, we're filming kids and, and we don't want to take up their time and, and, and stuff. So, so there were times when, when we, when we, when we hook up, but, but, but the rest of the time, it's just Claudio, you and myself, you know, just knocking about and bumping into people and, and, and it's nice. And, and, and that's, you know, and that's how we've done it, I suppose. There's no perfect way of doing it. You know, I mean, some people say to me, oh, Charlie, you know, you've only had three months and, you know, that's what you got. And we said, well, that's all the time we have. And I, I remember bumping into this guy in, in Central America. I think he'd just gone into Central America. I think he was only in Guatemala uh, or somewhere. Anyway, he saw we were going, we were passing each other in different, you know, he was going down, we were going up. And he turned around and he came back and he pulled us over and he goes, hey, guys, I was, I saw that you guys were doing the trip. I was hoping to bump into you. And, uh, and we had a chat and stuff and, and I said, Oh, I said, you're heading down to, to Argentina. And he goes, yeah, yeah. Heading down. He said, I've got a year and a half to, to do it. And I thought, Oh, fantastic. And I said, you got this got plenty of time. He goes, no, 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 no. I'm only in Guatemala and I've already done nine months. <laughs> and he said, so I've got to get the pedal on. I've got to, I've got to twist the throttle because I, I need to catch up. And so, so you, no one has enough time, you know, really. You know, so so you got whatever you got. You make the most of it, and you know, if you run out of time, you run out of time. Well, the the uh, electric vehicles were certainly a challenge, as you can see in this series. How did that play into your adventure? Because here's what I saw: I saw there was a lot of stress. It seemed over ride time. As a matter of fact, I would say that was a good portion of it. Can we actually get from here to there? Whereas when you've been traveling before, you've never had that. So, what does that compare to, like? to your other trips and then what does it take the place of from your other trips as well? I mean, is there some worry that sort of, is it removed and or added? 
I, I think I think it was. I think all both, all three trips have, have been really different. And 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 you know when we did long way round, and when you got into Kazakhstan and Mongolia and Siberia, you know it beca- the, the population became very sparse, and and there wasn't much around. So that had all sorts of complications because of that. And then when we did from long way down through Africa, you know you know the the it becomes much more congested and you you know it, it there's so many more people and, and so many different countries i mean africa is a massive continent with you know uh, with the top of africa is completely different to central and completely different to south you know with 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 um you know, ge- geographically with with people with with religion with 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 architecture everything you know it's a such a diverse place and and then long way up is the same thing you know a completely different diverse people very different to south america to central america and mexico you know it had its challenges its different challenges so they're all as challenging and as interesting as each other and 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 fun you know and 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 that that's really fun and 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 seeing all these different cultures and different people and the way people live and stuff is is fascinating and and you know and, and that's really the spice of life is is to get out there and 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 see, you know. It can be very negative when you live in Europe and 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 and, and the United States. You know, people in in the states in Europe have a tendency to look down at everybody else in many ways and and say, "Well, you're not living like we're living. That's no way of living." You know, and that's mm-hmm. just not true. You know, people people and cultures and 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 countries are, are totally different. You know, and you can't compare. Um, you know, you can't compare and say who's right and wrong. It's just, this is not the way it is. People, and and the, and, and the thing that you, you, you realize when you travel a lot is the thing you realize is that, is that people are just people and, and, and we're all pretty much the same. We all want the same things. We, you know, we all strive to be a little bit better, to leave a little bit behind, to leave it a little bit better for our, for our kids and for their kids, if you see what I mean. So, you know, and that's what's so lovely about it all. But how did the how did that electric vehicle sort of drive the adventure? Did did you not find that you were solely focused or not solely? But oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. No. Sorry, I got very distracted. Then. Um, yeah. No. I mean, I, I I think at the very beginning, I think it was really tough. I think it was really cold. You know, that we uh, we didn't. Really, you know, we'd we'd ridden these these bikes for a couple of hours and and had never really charged them, had never really ridden them in earnest, and then suddenly we're leaving a and and it's like okay, well, how does this work? And then they didn't perform how we wanted to because it was very cold. But, you know, once we got into the rhythm, when when the episodes start going through, you start to see that we get into the rhythm of it and understand it. And, 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 and then that becomes part of the journey. So the whole thing was a huge learning process. And, you know, as we got as we got sort of stuck into it, um, it, it, it became easier and easier. And I think like all journeys it takes a bit of time to sort of bed into it you know i, I just uh, my my daughter dune um has, has just gone back to university to become a doctor and um you know it's difficult times at the moment and, and she went back to living in university digs and and the, the first couple of weeks for her is, has been quite difficult and she was sort of sitting there going oh i'm not sure if i want to do this and the house i'm staying is the kitchen's always dirty and there's six or seven of them living in the house you know and now that she's done a couple of weeks of it, you know, she's starting to make some friends and she's starting to get into the rhythm of it all. And, uh, 
and she started to enjoy herself, you know. So it, I think it always takes time to, 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 to bed in. Charging wasn't the only issue. You, you guys had other challenges. What sort of other challenges did you have uh, riding the, the trip? I think, um, you know, uh, I think there was all sorts of things. And, and, you know, every day something, you know, I remember we were laughing one day coming out of a, coming out of some place that we were sleeping in and, and by this river and we sort of semi-camped at this place and and had convinced them to let us stay there when they, you know, when they weren't really open. And, and, um, and we woke up in the morning and we were just laughing, saying, right, well, let's just hope today runs smoothly because for once it would be lovely to make a plan and it actually work, you know. So <laughs> it was always something every day. But, you know, some of the more challenging things were was was when we when we hooked up with the unicef projects so we did these three unicef projects and these three different stories and we did this thing of people um who were fleeing their country because of because of persecution and 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 the country was was in turmoil and uh we were on the peruvian border with colombia and um we did the story with, with this all these these whole bunches of families that were just stuck at the border and had some of them had been there for for over a month, just waiting for a stamp in their passport, so they could get down into into Peru and start start a life. Or some of them wanted to get through Peru and into 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 Chile, and they were stuck because because they they didn't fall into a category that was acceptable. And um, I remember meeting this one mother who had a mother with her three kids, and her grand and her and, and her mother was there. And one of the daughters was was very ill and, and needed medication, and she only had a little bit of medication left, and she couldn't get into the country. She couldn't. They, they were telling her in order to get to Peru, you had to go back to your own country to get a stamp to fly into Peru to be able to be accepted into Peru. And she going, I left my country with nothing. I left everything behind to to escape, and 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 she just couldn't get anywhere. She was just stuck, you know. Mm. And, and and these stories were there were so many of them as we were sitting there on this border, and 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 that was very challenging, you, you know. And you you walk away thinking, wow, God, the the lives that some people have, and we, and we we sit in Europe and in America sitting there moaning about our own lives, and and, and really we we don't have a clue really as to what some people have to go through, you know, and yeah. and, um, and and it's a tough one. There, there was a scene where you walked, you were talking with somebody, um, and uh, he was saying that uh, he he couldn't get, he was stuck basically, he was stuck, and you wished mm. him good luck, and and at that point, I guess you're 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 turning away and to walk away. How does that like? What goes through your head then? Because I mean, it's that that thing of where you want to help, but you can't help everybody. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, and and I suppose you just take you take. You take in the fact that 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 you met this person, that you filmed him, you told the story, you've explained what's what's happening, and 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 although you can't help him at that moment very much, but you hope that 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 by filming it and showing it and exposing it and and putting it on your show, you you can show people what people are going through, and 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 hopefully that might not help him as much, but it might help the next person a bit more, you know. And you and I have been involved with with UNICEF since its long way around. We've been goodwill ambassadors for for a long time now, and and you know we we try to to help out and highlight it as much as we can, you know, and that that's as as much as we can we can we can try to do and and just look at opportunities to be able to talk about it, you know. That's that's what we try to do. 
and that's part of the adventure that we see in the film. You, you stopping at these places and seeing, you know, what people live like. But you mentioned also you've stopped at lots of places and you asked if you could plug in and everyone was really good with you plugging in. Do you think that you would get the same sort of response without the camera person? Because we know that Claudio is, is there most of the time with you. I think all the time, wasn't he? Yeah, he's there with us all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, these days, these days, before you know it, everyone's got their phone out and filming something and taking photos and, and that's no different in South and Central America where everybody's got a smartphone and, and everyone's everyone's filming everything. So I think I think people are are, are much more used to it and don't really uh, you know, don't notice so much. And and we're we're always very respectful when we when we turn up in a place and we always ask if we could film or, you know, would you mind or, or you know, if we start filming and, and they, they don't like it, we'd always stop. You know, when we when we plug into people's houses and in some places we weren't in places that had a lot of money. So, so you, of course, we would always, you know, offer money for the electricity. But, you know, on the whole, people are, are interested. You know, people are, are sociable. We're, we're all sociable. And we've realized during COVID that, that one of the biggest problems that we have is that, is that we, we weren't allowed to be sociable as we, as we normally are. And I think we all, we all miss that. Yeah. And so when you're when you're traveling on a on a on a motorcycle and you turn up in someone's house or someone's place, you know, they always say, Oh, where'd you come from? And you go, I've come from there and oh, where are you going? Going there. And they go, Really? That wow. And then they go, What are you what are you on? And we go, We're riding Harley Davidson's and they go, Oh, okay. And then you say you say and they're electric and then people go, What? <laughs> and they start roaring with laughter. And then you've broken the ice. And then you have this this great conversation with people, and you know some people you have less conversation with other people. And we had this one lovely family we plugged into their house around you know during the afternoon, and we needed a bit of juice. And they said, "Yeah, yeah, come in, plug in." And then we started talking. Then they invited us in, and their grandmother cooked us this fantastic meal, and we sat there having a laugh with them. And and and, and so suddenly. You know, from just asking for you to plug in, you're sitting in these people's houses having dinner, having lunch or dinner, or they're saying they'll come and stay, or or you've got to go and visit this place, and so suddenly you're, you know, you're part of the family almost, and 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 they remember you, and you remember them fondly, and and you all go away hopefully with a nice experience, you know. And you, you have four prototypes. You guys are riding two prototype electric bikes. Claudio is is on a gas powered bike. What went wrong with these prototypes while you're on the trip? Uh, for, for, for us, not a lot, really. I mean, really, not much at all. There's not much to them, you know. There's there's the battery, and then there's a there's a there's a there's a motor, and uh, and then the there was a it was belt drive, so so we didn't have to adjust the chain, um, and you know your usual brake pads and stuff. But there was so much engine braking that you didn't have to use the brakes very much either. So so it was pretty good actually. And, 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 and then, boy, those bikes can handle as well. I mean, I mean, one of the amazing things is that we were heading up to, I, I remember at one stage, one of the great riding days we had, there was a whole bunch of times when we went up through Chile was probably our, our, our toughest time, you know, and we went up into the desert and we, 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 we were at high altitude and we just plunged into the desert with, with really sandy, gravelly dirt roads that were corrugated uh, had the worst corrugation I think I've ever been on it. And you um, and I and, and myself have ridden in pretty much every condition you can think of. And I did the, when I remember doing the Dakar rally, 
back in 2006 and it was on a corrugated bit thinking that was bad and anyway we got to Chile and that was really bad and there was about 20 lanes of it so you could never get away from it so <laughs> you would go across to one side thinking it would look smoother over there and you you do your bumps and finally get over to the other side about 10 lanes over to the one side then realize that it was just as shit as the side that you were on over there so then you go all the way back I mean you just spent your whole time trying to find it was brutal you know and but stunningly beautiful I mean stunningly beautiful and with these amazing red lakes with with these flamingos in I mean it's just extraordinary and then um but I remember being up in the in the in the in the Andes and we were in Peru and I think we got up to about 15,000 feet it was quite high and then we were going down to sea level and we didn't have that much battery life left and we're thinking mm, I wonder if we're going to make it you know and we started at 15,000 feet and went all the way down it took us about four and a half hours to get all the way down five hours to get down to sea level on this most extraordinary twisty road that just went down 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 the whole time and we got down to the bottom and we'd only used eight percent of uh, battery life. I mean, it was just extraordinary. We were just going downhill and we're just recharging, regenerating. And it was just extraordinary. And the ride was outrageously beautiful. Such good tarmac. Well, and, and that's why I asked about the reliability, not the reliability, but any breakdowns you had, because prototypes, you expect to break down, you expect to have all kinds of problems from all those th- yeah. those things that can't be predicted. I saw a brake lever come off, I think, a Ewan's bike. Oh, yeah. But, but, but <laughs> which, which you don't really need anyway, because there's so much... Uh, there's so much engine braking on it that you don't really... Well, he said that in there. He said, he said, I hardly use it, so I didn't even notice it was hanging. It was yeah, hanging yeah no, exactly. And 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 um, I, I think, you know, I think on the front pads, I think, I think we, I don't think we ever, we never changed the front pads. Wow. And by the time you were done this adventure, did you find you were just totally used to the electric? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just became part of the everyday thing. You, you got to know the bikes. And, and, and as the weather got warmer, we, we started doing much more miles. And so, 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 and, and later on, you'll see that we came up with this very clever kind of quick charge option uh, that we created uh, uh, with the Rivian. So, so, so that worked out really well. And I remember when we got into the States at the end, you know, we, we, I mean, we, we headed off on the first day in the States and we, we headed up towards this charge and we're thinking, right, we're going to make 150 miles today and we're going to do that. And then we got to the first quick charge and we plugged in and, and we just sat there with our jaws, you know, lying on the floor, looking at the speed that we were filling. And it was a little bit like, it always reminds me of a little bit like when, when you, if someone sees moving escalators for the first time and, and, and they just look dumbfounded by by uh by that you know and that's how you and i felt when this when this electricity was just pouring into our bikes and suddenly 35 40 minutes later we were full and we went from doing the 130 150 miles a day to we did 240 miles easily on the first day you know so 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 and and i think there was a guy just recently in, in the states he he didn't he go across the states on a live wire with fast charges so you know what, what's your dog trying to tell us? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, little Woody. I think I thought sometimes if you knock on the table, he thinks it's the, it's the front door. Oh, And right. goes yes. running over and says there's that. someone there. <laughs> the 
That was Charlie Borman talking about his new film, Long Way Up. And you can still catch this because it's just being released now on Apple TV. I've seen the series. I think it's a great series and I'm sure it's well worth the price of admission that you have to do with Apple. And I'm not giving you an Apple pitch here. I have to warn you, though, that watching this is probably going to make you dig out your old DVD of Long Way Round and, and you'll end up going through the whole series again. But, well, that's uh, that's winter in North America anyway. Charlie's also given us some photos from this trip that we have in our show notes for this episode on our website, AdventureRiderRadio.com. Hey, I just want to remind you that this episode has been brought to you by Green Chili Adventure Gear, greenchiliadv.com, Motobreeze Chain Oiler at motobreeze.com, and Best Rest Products at cyclepump.com. And we'd really appreciate it if anytime you're dealing with these companies, anytime, email or otherwise, let them know you heard them here on Adventure Rider Radio. That about wraps up another episode of Adventure Rider Radio. I want you to listen to something here for a second. Can you hear this in the background? That's our beagle snoring in the background, and I cannot make her stop snoring. So if you know how to make her stop snoring, please send me an email. Anyway, time to get out there and ride your bike if you can. And, and to tell you what, before you go, um, we really need your support. So if you're not supporting Adventure Rider Radio now, anything $10 or more gets you a sticker sent at you for your toolbox or your panniers. Anything $50 or more gets you a shout out on our Raw show. And of course, that always reminds me to mention our Raw show. It's a separate show. It comes out monthly. We're about to record again in a couple of days. That's a, a roundtable talk. It's sort of an extension of Adventure Rider Radio roundtable uh, panel talk where a bunch of us sit around and talk about motorcycles and a whole bunch of other things. It's quite popular. I think you'll like it, but you need to subscribe separately. All these podcasts are anywhere that you can find podcasts. You will find Adventure Rider Radio and Adventure Rider Radio Raw. But if you go to our website and look at the show notes for each episode, you will find all kinds of nuggets in there. Also, for supporting the show, AdventureRiderRadio.com and click on the support button. Thank you very much. My name is Jim Martin. I will talk to you next week. I'm Billy Bike Truck. You're listening to Adventure Rider Radio.